0: This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean news headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. This podcast is brought to you by Let's Talk Ideas.org, your budget-friendly custom design firm, and Diamond Key Marina, British Virgin Islands. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. CARICOM pays tribute to former Japan Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Grenada assumes chair of the OAS Inter-American Council for Integral Development. St. Lucia farmers and agro-processors get European Union and the Caribbean Development Bank assistance to supply new markets. Collaboration integral to Caribbean tourism recovery in the region, says Jamaica Tourism Minister, and new plans drawn for Liat expansion. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, July 11th. We start a report today at CARICOM. The Conference of Heads of Government and the entire Caribbean community issued the following statement on their sadness and shock on the assassination of the former former Prime Minister of Japan, the Honorable Shinzo Abe. Mr. Abe is well remembered in our community as in 2014, he became the first Prime Minister of Japan to visit the region and meet with our heads of government, taking to a new level the political engagement between CARICOM and Japan. It was during the visit of the Prime Minister, signaling Japan's support in recognizing the vulnerability of small island and low lying coastal developing states, and expressed Japan's willingness to take take into consideration issues other than GDP per capita as criteria for determining the provision of official development assistance. CARICOM is highly appreciative of Mr Abe's significant contributions to enhancing relations between the region and Japan. CARICOM extends its deepest condolences to the family of Mr Abe and the government and people of Japan on the debt of their longest-serving prime minister and the man who made great efforts to reshape his country and its place in the world. Caribbean News Global reports that The permanent representative of Grenada to the Organization of American States OAS Yolan Smith is now the interim chair of the OAS Inter American Council for Integral Development. Ambassador Smith recall that the leaders of the region recently adopted a digital transformation agenda at the Summit of the Americas. My delegation looks forward to working with members, states, to engage in a series of concrete discussions on hemispheric priorities and good practices which can lead to enhanced regional cooperation under the theme of digital transformation, the Caribbean diplomat explained. The chair of the OAS Inter-American Council for Integral Development rotates among member states every six months. St. Lucia Observer reports that export growth and stronger food security will be the focus of the new project in St. Lucia, supported by the European Union and the Caribbean Development Bank. The project, entitled Enhancing the Capacity of Stakeholders in the Agricultural Sector to Supply Quality Products in New Markets, will work to ensure inclusive and sustainable development along the agricultural value chain. Caribbean Development Bank's Vice President of Operations, Mr. Isaac Solomon, stated that this exciting new initiative, facilitated through the Economic Partnership Agreement and CARICOM Single Market and Economy Standby Facility for Capacity Building, is designed to improve the lives and livelihood of people of St. Lucia and the Caribbean through strengthened trade and increased economic opportunities. Adding that the project reflects and investment in the transformation of local agriculture and agro-processing, setting the context for the intervention. Mr. Anthony Herman, president of Bellevue Farmers Cooperative, indicated that there is a long-term value to be gained from the activities, which include training for farmers in agro-processes in good agricultural and other practices through an arrangement with the Sir Arthur Lewis Community College and the construction and upgrade of packhouses and provision of a refrigerated truck to minimize food loss. The European Union project officer, Mr. Sheldon Jackman, stated that the results are expected to go a long way in advancing the competitiveness of the private sector, improving the infrastructure and quality standards of the agro-food system while building capacity among the agriculture value chain actors in St. Lucia. It will deepen access to international markets for products emanating from rural farming communities in St. Lucia, which will in turn lead to economic empowerment through job creation, particularly for women and youth. The project is being implemented by Export St. Lucia as a part of its mandate to boost agricultural exports. It concludes in 18 months. Jamaica Information Service reports that Jamaica's Minister of Tourism, Edmund Bartlett, has reiterated that partnership and the implementation of a multi-destinational tourism framework are necessary to boost the recovery of tourism in the Caribbean. Bartlett is calling for the implementation of a single-use visa for visitors. Addressing the first-ever Caribbean-Saudi Arabia summit in the Dominican Republic on July 7, Minister Bartlett stated that as individual island states, our recovery from the devastation of the COVID-19 pandemic will be elongated, if not near impossible, adding, however, that there is enormous capacity for the region to collaborate and market the Caribbean as a single destination. He also noted that the future of Caribbean tourism is intricately bound in finding a convergence of marketing and product arrangements combined with air travel and transportation logistics. Among other things, Mr. Bartlett suggests that harmonizing a number of protocols, including a single visa regime that will allow for ease of access and movement across borders for tourist purposes, will make the collaboration and recovery possible. The tourism minister explained also that this will enable multiple experiences through the region for visitors to our islands who travel from new markets including Asia, Africa and the Middle East. He also highlighted that The Jamaican and Dominican Republic concluded the first phase of the multi-destinational discussion process. Minister Bartlett met with the Association of Hotels and Tourism of Dominican Republic, as well as representatives of a number of airlines that have interests in enabling connectivity. Sinkit's Nevis Observer reports that efforts to save and revitalize the embattled Liat, could get a massive boost within months as new plans for the airline's expansion are drawn up. Three officials from the carrier's administrative office were present at the weekly cabinet meeting last Wednesday with a proposal that includes several operational changes that could be realized in six months' time. Among the proposed adjustments is that any destination requiring more flights than has been deemed necessary would make a special payment to realize its ambition. A minimum revenue guarantee would be applied in order to determine what that cost would be. That change could be read as a direct response to reports of some countries requesting and benefiting from largely unprofitable routes. to the detriment of the carrier's finances. Information Minister Melford Nicholas confirmed that presumption while noting that it is not an uncommon practice within the region. And where member states would want to go beyond that, then they will be asked to supplement that operation with minimum rates guaranteed, much like North American carriers would have done in the Caribbean, Nicholas explained. Another forthcoming adjustment, according to the report, is the expanding the responsibilities to LIAT as well as the rewards from the carrier to include all benefiting countries. Every territory to which LIAT flies will be asked to purchase shares so that the burden and the benefits can be equitably shared, the report said. St. Lucia Time reports that the Joint United Nations Program on HIV and AIDS, UNAIDS, applauds the ruling of the Antigua and Barbuda High Court of Justice that effectively decriminalizes consensual same-sex activity by holding that Sections 12 and 15 of the Caribbean country's 1995 Sexual Offenses Act are unconstitutional. The court held that the criminalization of consensual sexual acts between same-sex adult Partners infringe the rights to liberty, legal protection, freedom of expression, privacy, and protection from discrimination based on sex. The ruling will help save lives and will help advance the end to AIDS. It will benefit everyone in the country and will inspire countries across the world to take the same vital step forward for health and human rights, said UNAIDS Executive Director Winnie Baima. We congratulate the courageous litigants, civil society organizations and their legal team who have earned this landmark win for equality in Antigua and Barbuda. The case was brought by mr orden david president of meeting emotional and social needs holistically an organization serving the lgbt community and women against rape they argued that the criminalization of same-sex relations contributed to hostile healthcare settings where lgbt people often face verbal abuse and confidentiality breaches. Among other things, this blocked their access to HIV testing, treatment, and follow-up care. The case was part of an initiative spearheaded by the Eastern Caribbean Alliance for Diversity and Equality. In 2020, The Alliance also launched legal challenges to similar laws in four other Caribbean countries, namely Barbados, Grenada, St. Kitts and Nevis, and St. Lucia. And finally, Bahamanews.net via Shinawa News reports that Cuba has designated 144 new protected areas as the government strives to conserve the island's natural habitats and biodiversity, local media said. Approved by Cuba's Council of Ministers, the newly added protected areas cover more than 20 percent of the inland bodies of water and over 15 percent of the national territory, according to a local newspaper. The measure follows the approval by the National Assembly of the People's Power of a new environmental law to replace legislation dating from 1997. In 2021, Cuba designated 26 new protected areas, largely in the eastern provinces of Las Tunas and Guantanamo. Over the past few years, the Caribbean nation has stepped up the environmental protection of national parks, nature reserves, and wildlife Refuge in keeping with sustainable development principles at the local level, authorities continue to work to implement a national government program launched in 2017 to mitigate the impact of global warming due to climate change and rising sea levels. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean. Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, July 11th. I'm Keisha Wallace. Fire! For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.